You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, where we go deep into the minds of real estate professionals. Here are your hosts, Paul and Sal. Sal, I need to recut that, man. I think it's, I keep talking about it. Will you I make like sure? it. You're, you're, still, you're into it still? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. I, I think the, it's great. The British voice, you like that? Is she British or is she South American or South African? Or? She's definitely British. She's British? Yeah. I mean, I paid for it. You think I know? <laughs> you should edit it up like you do the photoshops. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? We are Inside Real Estate. I'm Paul Pasolakis. We've got Salvatore Kuzmano. How you doing, man? Doing good. Good. Doing good. Uh, we've got special guest today, Mr. Ross Rossin the third yes thanks for having me yeah yeah good to, to have you you got that sleeve on uh, full display today i like that <laughs> right busting it out uh everybody that's listening uh please go to itunes go to uh stitcher go to podcast uh or what is it uh podcast detroit uh what else we got jessica am i missing anything? uh soundcloud itunes stitcher all of it wow. all the places all of it we're the there podcast. he's doing it yeah. big subscribe like love share Give us some comments. Tell us how bad we are. Um, we've got Ross. Ross, today you're, I'm going to have you talk a little bit about a strong pre-approval. I think that's yeah. really important to understand that, like, that makes a, a, a big. It's a big deal in our it's industry. Huge. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about you, you. Do a lot of good stuff on social media as a real estate agent. I think that's important to do. Uh, what as we're going to talk today about an article that was in the free press about UWM and Quicken and, and Matt Ishbia. This is a local thing that's happening, but it's kind of a national scale now, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then I do want to talk a little bit, uh, about, um, the, the interest rate market. It's just really flat right now, but we'll, you know, we'll just touch on that. But first and foremost, man, give us your background. How'd you get into the business? How long you've been yeah. doing it? All that good stuff. Your yeah. hair looks good, by the way. Thanks really brother. Good. That's yeah. Thanks for it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I came in the business, uh, actually exactly a year ago on August 21st. Um, I joined uh real team. It's not exactly. Well, you know, it's, it's close. It's close. Yeah. yeah. Roughly. Uh, so, you know, a little over, uh, less than a year ago, um, or more. And so came in mindset was definitely that, uh, you know, could take on everything. And then I came across you guys Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, from there, real team really, you know, started to give me the tools to succeed and, uh, um, I've sold my first year of real estate, uh, 4 million. That's pretty uh, good. Yeah. 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 Did pretty good. Um, uh, by the help of you guys too. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate the plugs by the way. You keep, <laughs> keep doing that all show long. I love it. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to, right. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so obviously you came in here and I'm like, what, what should we talk about? And you're like, dude, I want to talk about pre-approvals because I think yeah. this just happened to you. Um, for so, sure. So tell the audience and the people that, that are listening why, a, as a real estate agent, a proper pre-approval is so important just mm-hmm. on your end. And obviously, we'll talk about why it's so important on the consumer's end. But you know, for you, how bad is it when you get a pre-approval and it's they, the, the, the company that did the pre-approval didn't really pre-approve them? Right. No, it's, it's horrible. And uh, one thing I'll say is this, is that when you're going through the process and leading your clients to buy a house, uh, I can't tell you how important it is to have a lender that answers his phone, right? <laughs> like, like you would think you know, that's like par for the course, and man. that's and that's the thing. That's why you know I wanted to say how long I've been in the business for because like you guys, I gotta say it pampered me. I feel like since day one, right? Because yeah. like I just had to deal with a client that like 
didn't want to go anywhere else in his credit union. Yeah. And like, I can't get a hold of his guy other than like two weeks. Right. Like what happens if, you know, the house falls off the, you know how the market is. Yeah. Right. Like you need to pick up your phone. Like sale. How many times have I called you? Like (laughs) eight o'clock at night. We need to get this in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and Sal's a maniac. He picks up the phone every time. Every time I call, man, it's it's actually funny. I was with my fiance and I called sale. Like it was like 10 o'clock at night and he answers and she goes, does that guy ever not answer his phone? <laughs> never. <laughs> never. He never not answers I'll his have, phone. Like, I'll have conversations with him. I can't anymore. I can't yeah. even have a full conversation <laughs> with him. Right. It's like, like um, he'll, he'll do this. He'll put his finger up and say, uh, 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 okay, okay. Right. Hey, hey, man, let me know when you're dying. And then he'll be like, oh, I've got a second. It's, it's dialing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the phone, uh, that's why, you know, it's funny, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to upgrade my phone early. I don't care, right, as soon as right. a new one comes out because it's like the most valuable piece. For sure. It's the thing we use we more than anything yeah, in the right? world. The value- I hate when people go cheap on their phone and this is what you yeah. do for yeah. a living. Yeah, you can't. You yeah. can't. Yeah, so, you know, that's definitely the key element that I love about, uh, you know, I think that you need to have in your lender. They need to be responsive. Uh, but even at that, uh, most, you know, sellers are asking, hey, where are you guys, you know, getting lending from? Right. Um, and if they... They don't don't know them. They don't want to use them. Yeah, know? the reputation yeah. goes a long Huge. way. So we're, we're not only talking about the the pre approval sale and like the nuts and bolts of getting pre approved, but we're also talking about the the value add that that loan officer or company that the person's getting pre approved through, and that synergy that they have with mm-hmm. the whole team, the the real estate. Uh, yeah. Well, I think you know, I always try to figure out right what works best and why why work with someone. Um, other than, you know, just doing a good job, right? Like right. once you get the deal, that's should be par for the course just to do well, right? Like, okay, I'm gonna answer my phone, I'm gonna communicate and I'm gonna close the loan on time. But right. I think the biggest thing um throughout the pre approval process and the house hunting process is making sure that that buyer is comfortable right writing on a home, right? Knowing what the numbers are. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, that Sunday night call. Yeah. If they don't know, like, I don't know what the payment is. I don't know what the costs yeah. are, right? And if they know that, then they can decide if they want to do it or not. And if they do, they won't have any regrets because the numbers won't go up or whatever, right? As opposed sure. to, I don't know, man. Let's wait. Let's wait till the bank opens Monday morning. Yeah. We're all, Sorry, I went pending. Yeah. Just had that horrible experience. Sorry, I went pending. Right? Yeah. Horrible experience. House is gone. Yeah. yeah. Right? If yeah. you don't have a team around you that works on your schedule, because let's be, let's be real, clients are looking houses when? Yeah. On weekends, yeah. at night. Right. Outside of work. Outside yeah. of work. Outside of banking hours. Right. Well, yeah. My weekends <laughs> you know? are the busiest right. time for me. Yeah. Like, I'm taking more calls yeah. on the weekend than anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is, okay, yeah, your pre-approval is one part of it, but how accessible and how well does that loan officer work with the team yeah. around you? And I remember you know, when I first started working at uh, Quicken, it's like, dude, they're like, what are you doing this weekend You know, besides work? I'm like, I'm not working. No, right. man. I'm, like, I'm going home, <laughs> yeah, brother. Right. Yeah. You know, I should have worked at the grocery store Chase, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, they got that part right. I yeah. mean, you have to be absolutely uh, available at, you know, all times of the day. For sure. And that doesn't night. mean that you have to be in the office. Because, like, you and no. I are not in the office all the time. Yeah. But we're always working. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's not rocket science to crunch numbers to someone who's in the business, right? Or at not least at in, all. As on the mortgage side. Because uh, there's different things that, you know, if you're not – in the mortgage business, so you don't have access to certain calculators for like PMI and things like that. That's the X factor. Principal right. and interest and taxes and insurance are pretty easy to calculate. But 
you know, knowing the PMI, knowing the closing costs, knowing what you're walking into is what activates a buyer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's above and beyond just the, the, the comfort that the loan will close. A strong pre-approval, I think, also means that the buyer knows what they're actually pre-approved for and what they're walking into, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which because is huge. The buyer can blow the deal up just as easy. Yeah. Oh, sh- I got my numbers. You know, I, what can I do? Can we say this inspection's bad? Can we back out of this deal? Dude, right. you know, you know how many times know? I've heard like, hey, I'm backing out of this deal. Or for an agent, I got this guy back and I'm like, why? He's like, because he got his payment. And he was like, I can't afford that. Wow. How, and, how the hell did yeah. you not know and, that? And, you know, yeah. ultimately that does come down to the team, right? Because if the agent doesn't communicate to the loan officer what they're doing, like I've many times just gotten a purchase agreement in my email inbox. I'm like, dude. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, yeah. These I taxes are like two grand higher than what I estimated, just so you know. For sure. And that's, they're like, what? The payments? I can't do this. Right. And I think you and I both, uh, we can agree that that's one of the f- first things we do. I actually get you in a group tax with my clients yeah. and I say, hey, we're getting ready to write on this. These are the taxes. What do you think it's going to be before we even get to inspection? Yeah. Because, you know, communication is huge. We don't want any missing pieces. Yeah, if you can't get on a group tax with your, t- you know, team. Yeah. You know, you, you probably are <laughs> potentially working with, um, someone who's not going to be able to service you the best, right? Like when I, I look at when I call like a, a an agent mm-hmm. and they just have an office line, right? Well, you can call my office. I'm like, <laughs> you get like an answering service. I don't understand. Right. I mean, Every I guess time. I get it because you guys are highly solicited by loan officers and mortgage. Um, we were sorry, solicited mortgage too. and uh, title. We get yeah. blown up. Yeah, but not. But pr- agents kind of control the business for both mortgage and title, right? But I notice like. For me, I'm I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what's the contact for the appraisal, right? For the listing agent. And then I gotta I can't find a direct phone number often unless they're with like uh their own brokerage or you know, it's like, oh, email me and it, it takes you to one of those forms online, right? Mm-hmm. Just and, to, and just to wrap this up, basically, I mean, we're talking about the importance really of having a good team around you, regardless yeah. of who it is, whether it's us, whether it's you. If you're buying a house, I always say this, I know this is a weird analogy, but if you were going to go to like trial for like murder or something, you would pick a really good team around you, right? You wouldn't just go with a guy that doesn't, like if you had two attorneys, you wouldn't pick one that doesn't talk to the other one, right? Like that'd you want every, yeah, that'd be a mess, right? So, I mean, I'm sure like OJ's team all talked to each other, right? And it worked out for him, <laughs> fortunately. So uh, uh, that's OJ. what I mean, but I'm just saying like, People understand that like a pre-approval is a piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything, right? What's everything in this industry is reputation of the people that you work with. Do they do a good job? And are they going to have your back? And are they going to work well as a team, right? For sure. Because you and I or you and Sal or whoever we work with, we are all working together on behalf of the client, right? Which is huge. It's huge. Yeah. So, so people out there, just think about that when you're getting your pre-approval. It's more than just the pre-approval. You're picking your representation in this in this transaction, right? Mm-hmm. You got to you got to be on top of that. Um, so, Ross, talk to me a little bit about your social game because you, you know, you, you, you this industry has become very, very like. Uh, Social media is big, right? Like, uh, that's the easiest way to get in front of people, your, your sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about what your strategy is with that. Cause I know we start, you know, we, we talked about it when you started doing a lot For of that. For sure. Stuff, yeah. Right? I think it's, you know, really key. I mean, even look at right now. What's Sale doing? He's taxing. He's on his <laughs> phone. And I mean, your phone's right in front of your face. So, uh, if you want exposure in this business, you got to really look where people's eyes are, right? Yeah. Cause that's what it all, the whole game's about, right? And so, uh, you know, from my understanding, by just, I mean, go to a coffee shop, 
You know, you're going to see people. They're going to have their phone right in front of their face. Nobody's looking at anybody anymore. No, and, and nine times out of ten, they're looking at you know Instagram, Facebook. Facebook yeah. uh, so if you want to get your name out there, I I would say you know get on those platforms, um, have that omnipresence, right? Uh, so you, I started doing videos know, about like three months ago. Yeah, three four months ago, yeah. and uh, I think I met like seven or eight houses sold just because of that. Really? Just Instagram and Facebook alone. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And there's something about it, right? Because, uh, you know, you're there when you're, sl- right? If I'm sleeping, someone might watch a Facebook video. I just had it happen. Guy watched a Facebook video at 2 a.m. I get a message at like 2.30 a.m. And he's like, hey, Ross, I'm looking for a house. Remember Adam? Yeah. Yeah. We ended up closing on Adam. And uh, just because he saw the video and was like, man, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. So talk to me about this, though. How uncomfortable is it to put yourself out there all the time? I mean, okay, like it is not a comfortable thing. No, 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 not at all. But like you, you and I both know it's kind of like one of those things for me. I guess this is the, the, the question you have to ask yourself. Where are we going? Right. Uh, do I want to be a part of the next wave? Right. And then does the uncomfortability outweigh the outcome? For sure. Right. Anything uncomfortable is usually worth doing. For sure. In my opinion. Right. Yeah. So it, it you know, it's funny because when we first started doing it, like you, you've got a, you got a nice tats. It's a beautiful sleeve that you've got going on. And, and I remember you were wearing a coat and I'm like, dude, yeah. rock the sleeve, dude. Yeah. 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 Right? I, for sure. I mean, I still listen. If I'm still going to mom and pop's house, I'm wearing I a get suit. it. But even on your, <laughs> on your social, like I yeah. noticed because I honestly believe that social is, very personal. You got to be who for you sure. are, right? Yeah. And, and whoever's going to work with me, like I'm, I'm a good person. You're a good person. Yeah. I, the image thing, like I don't care. Like you're, like I'm just going to be who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm it's not huge, gonna, right? You, you don't want to be a phony. No, dude. And there's a lot can of sniff people that out these days. A lot of people are like, like douchey. Yeah. A lot of douchey people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty blunt. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough, you know. I mean, I I think you like you said, you have to stay relevant in one way, right? Either mm-hmm. you're adding value, either you're doing something a little crazy. Yeah. Right. I mean. Uh, you have to keep it interesting. You have to engage people and, uh, you have to deliver it quick because just as soon as, you know, it's, it's as easy as scrolling past, right? Yeah. You know, you're watching the video for five seconds and eh, fuck this. nothing, God. right? For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's and I love those. what you guys been doing too. Like that one you did, uh, going down the um, store with, oh, the, with the, beer. Buying the beer. Oh my gosh. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even care what you were going to say. I'm like, I just got to see what this guy's doing. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. It's got, you got to change it up. It's all For about, sure. com- dude, you could do a million videos. You could do a million, like I've done tons of them and like everyone's uncomfortable, right? We do the podcast. you never know like what's going to work. gonna reach that person. You don't yeah. know. It's all like trial and error. Everybody's like, oh, how do you do social? Like, you don't really, there's no For formula, sure. dude. Yeah. You just got to do a lot of it. And that's it. And you bring up a great point, right? Because you might not be able to catch someone on the podcast or the video, but she's even uh, lately, I wrote a letter to an old woman and mm-hmm. she responded, we're listing your house, right? It's like everyone you, has a you way that you wrote need. a letter. I wrote a letter. I don't yeah. know if I can write anymore. Like, <laughs> but what I'm actually, saying, and like you bring up a good point is that each person has a way that they are going to receive what you're trying to bring them. The right? message, right. So How you, do they, right. You got to be on every platform. Every, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough though. It takes a lot of work because it's consistency. That's the tough part about social. Part, yeah. You got to keep doing it. You do it a lot over you a long could, period of time. And you know, I'm, I'm not an expert at it, but I feel like you have to have some type of, uh, call to action too, you know, like it, not always, right. If you're just mm-hmm. adding value, but like, if you want to get something out of something, right. There has to be some type of like, okay, so what do I do about it? Right. Like yeah. that's probably what the consumer's thinking. So how do you tie that without making it seem so salesy and, and, uh, I'll, and I'll be fair. I have a hard time with that. Cause I think we do a really good job at Omega, like adding value with our posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is there's not really a call to action. Like, I'm not like, hey, call me. Like, so it's, it is a weird, fine line to like, 
cross that. It's like at one point, do I start saying, okay, guys, I give you a lot of value. Uh, you need to call me because oh, it's like this podcast, right? <laughs> right. Like we're we're not we we genuinely aren't doing this to plug ourselves or anything, right? For it's sure. more or less to get uh, uh, knowledge out there from the minds, as as the British woman says, <laughs> going deep inside <laughs> the minds, <of> the, <laughs> inside <laughs> the minds. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it is what it is, and I think uh, by adding value, you can get business and. Uh, just kind of show, like you said, like you're the professional. People know what you're talking about uh, just by doing that, and people will call. But I, it's funny because it's like a, it's always like a train, right? Like everyone wants Here to get go. on it. Let's go <laughs> after the fact. Oh yeah, right or during yeah. and during it, and it's like, you know, now it's like I can't. I have like half my friends on Facebook are real estate agents and I'm constantly unfollowing people because I just can't stand people inside of an open house like for their. Seems like their first video <laughs> that they've ever taken ever. Cameras all shaky. There's wind. Well, I'm I'm here at you know one two three uh, Main Street and no one's you know, coming to that. It's just like <laughs> dumpy house yeah. somewhere, and it's like come on, man. For you sure. know, like it, it's it's good, but it's it's just like our business in general, right? Like, yeah. Everyone wants to do, you know be the top agent. Everyone wants to do a really good job, and some people just aren't. You know, and, uh, for sure, it's a harsh reality. Maybe that'll be my it's... next thing, right? My next business, I'll help people with social media, right? Paul? Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's we'll not a bad thing, market. you know. I mean, yeah. I think that uh, it, it's good, right? Because it separates like the really good. But like, everybody wants to notice, do it like now, your videos yeah. that you even make when you go on vacation, like blow my mind. I'm like, dude, how'd you like cut and edit that? Aren't yeah. you still up there? It's like it's beautiful. But, yeah, like, he's it's, got like drone footage. It's cool, you know. But yeah, like, appreciate it. Don't be the guy who's like sitting in an open house in East Point, like. You know, Eating taking cracker. <laughs> yeah, right. come on here, twelve to noon. It's like okay, yeah, put some thought into it, people, because you people will see it. It's how you put yourself For out sure. there. Yeah, right. So yeah, be yourself, but put some thought into it. Don't yeah. don't, don't look like shit. If I, yeah, if I didn't think I look like Jabba the Hutt on the weekend, <laughs> you know, maybe I'd do some myself. But like, come on, yeah. we, we need to get Sal on the video. That's what we need next. Uh, Sal hates being on camera. No, I don't. I don't hate it. I just don't necessarily know. Uh, uh, I, you kind of like make it your thing, you know. You yeah. just do it. You so, just kind of yeah. take it. So yeah, yeah Paul's not really an opportunity. Yeah, he just he's a one take one. Yeah, this guy every he's time. Good. I do one take. He's I don't good. Like doing more than one take. It's awkward for sure. Um, all right, so that's good. So social media obviously is is a big part of our game right now. So real estate agents and and you know like even the consumers, right? Like they they want to see who they're working with. They want to like whatever you can do to humanize yourself in this business because it's 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 difficult. A lot of times people are like, oh, you're the lender. No, I'm Paul Paslakis, and I do mortgages, and I'm going to help you. Right? right, it's different, right? When you when you can cr- get rid of that lender barrier, or realtor barrier, or bank, or like I don't, I want to strip all that away, and I want people to know that this is who I am, and I do care. Well, I, give I a think shit. it's having real conversations. You know, before yeah. the podcast, we were talking about staying positive, but you can also be realistic and be positive too, right? For like, sure. hey. This isn't going to be what it's going to be or what it was at the beginning, right? Your numbers have changed by X or whatever. Your appraisal came in low. You don't qualify for this program anymore. But here's how we can make it work, right? Here's how we can get to the solution. I don't even know if I want to say uh, being positive-minded. I think that's like being very prof- having professionalism, right? Because yeah. there's other Dude, people- it's harder to tell someone no. For it's sure. difficult. You got to be able to do that because sometimes people need to hear the reality. Well, listen, of- there would be no reason for people – to be involved in this business if it wasn't for problems. Right? This is true. Yeah. If there if everything went great every time, there'd be it'd be cakewalk. You could just robot it all. 
right? For sure. Yeah, they wouldn't so, need us. I think like our job is more or less being good problem solvers. That's what separates us from from everyone else because there's always a problem, whether it's you know multiple uh, offer yeah, situation, yeah. whether it's the deal's falling sideways, whatever. Yeah, yeah you got to be able to fix the problems and, and communicate it and make sure everybody's on board. And yeah, I mean, listen, what we do isn't complicated to be okay at it. But if you really want to be great at it, you got to be able to do a lot of different things. This is so true. Being able to keep a deal together too. And, you know, that's why you see these people who will just jump in the business. But it's not that uh, it's really important. What we're saying here is that we've, it might be an easy problem to solve, but we've seen it a thousand times and we know how to address it right away mm-hmm. rather than just someone who's, you know, going off the whim at, at it one time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it is funny because every time, you know, there's a deal in peril, I'll say, you know, I'm right. like, I think about some of the other ones that we've, you know, figured out, and it's like, hmm, I've I've dealt with worse. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. When you know? you've been in, when you, when you've been to like Aleppo, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like like getting a getting in a car accident is not a big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's like it uh, we'll get daily. through it, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> I was just being shot at in Aleppo for five for four months. <laughs> this is not that big of a deal. So we've been through some really tough deals in, in our careers, but now when you do get a tough one, to your credit, we're like. We'll figure it. I mean, you don't understand how many times this happens. Oh, shit. And you're like, oh, Sal, what happened? Well, here's blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, let's figure it out. We go into like figure out mode, right? There's no sure. panic anymore. Like, it's, it's like in the face of adversity, Sal's really good at this too. He's like, I got to figure this out. And he just zones in and like puts everything together. And he's like, this is how it all is going to happen. And he sees the future. He's very magical. <laughs> very good. He does a very good job with it. Man, magical sale. Um, <laughs> all right. Wish. So I want to talk about this free press article. I mean, it's in the free <clears throat> press. It's all over the news. It's in our backyard. So I got I got to touch on it. We we know both these people. At least uh, we all do. So this is the Detroit Free Press uh, uh, headline: War erupts between mortgage giants, Quicken Loans, and United Shore. So for the audience that doesn't know who United Shore is, everybody knows who Quicken is. United Shore is the largest wholesale lender in the country. What they do is they extend money and underwriting to brokers across the country. Quicken historically was very uh, consumer direct. They were buying leads. They were going right to the consumer where wholesale was more going to the broker and the guys like us would go and, and create relationships and do a lot more purchase business. Well, now the market shifted because rates have gone up. Quicken is putting a lot of money into their wholesale division because they do wholesale as well. The problem is Matt's the number one guy, and he kind of poked the bear, dude. Did, like, so Matt is kind of going at Quicken is like not backing down. There was this whole thing that happened. Like three employees went down to the Quicken Loans uh, campus and handed out flyers to all their retail loan officers because retail was getting worse interest rates than their broker side, their wholesale side. I mean, this might be a, a little over people's heads, but the bottom line is we've got two really large mortgage companies in our in our backyard, very large, the largest wholesale lender, the har- largest retail lender, and they don't like each other. And it's a very soap opera-ish what's happening. It's child, it's a little childish, dude, to be honest with you. I mean, what's, go- what's going on? Yeah. It's kind of funny. Uh, Jay Farner, who runs Quicken is going at Matt. Matt's going back at Jay. They're, they're like, it's a war of words. Jay's like, you know, like, like basically bagging on Matt. And then Matt's like, no, you know, it's just very interesting. This article is really well written and kind of gives you a breakdown of what happened. But I guess my question to you, Sal, mostly for you, because you've been on both sides. I've been on both sides, mm-hmm. right? Like, why are they fighting? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why, why would they go at each other right now? Um, I think it's just a matter of, uh, probably the competitive nature of people in our business, right? And for some reason, they want to get an edge on the other and and whatever. I think at the end of the day, right, it doesn't really matter 
um, what anyone says, especially in those companies. I think what matters is who transacts with each, right? Yeah. Whether it's, yeah. you know, uh, just take a look at the numbers. I mean, that that's how I look at it. I don't care what anyone says about me. I don't care what anyone says about our company. I don't care what, it, hey, what's it say on the 31st? Yeah. Who's got the numbers? Right. Right. How do and, we do? How do we perform? Yeah. Right? Who's going to have the numbers next month? I don't, I don't care. I think it, you know, to me, like, uh, one thing that I actually learned at Quicken, and I will say this, is they said, you know, ignore the noise, right? It's really the good talk, say, whatever. Yeah. Uh, those isms and, you know, the, the things that we learned at UWM, too, they're all good. And I think that working at both gave me a good perspective of both sides. And they're saying that, you know, rates are better at uh, Quicken Wholesale than Quicken Retail. Well, hell yeah, they are. You know, someone's got to pound the pavement and find the deals. Right. Yeah. So, but the retail, you're in, the retail guys who make up the majority of the company were not happy about that. They right? don't even. Not, but you know, they don't understand when you're. Yeah, when you're a retail loan officer and you've never had to actually source your own business and you're just calling through a queue of leads all day, grinding, right? Quote unquote grinding, Quote unquote aka grinding. just making calls and talking <laughs> to people. It's not easy work, right? It's ar- arduous work, but you. You know, I think that, you know, the people who do the work are, are rewarded, the self-employed people, right? Um, those people deserve to have the lower rates and probably take higher margins and end up being close to them, them anyway. So, yeah, you can make there's more money. A, there's a bigger issue at hand, though, Sal. The bigger issue at hand is is this whole notion, and I'll, I'll break this down for you, Ross, because I know you're a little bit outside of it. But the bigger issue at hand is this this idea that Quicken is a retail shop and they market to all their clients and they believe on some level that any client that goes through their channel is their client. So us as a broker, our mentality is right now we have this pool of people that we're we're, that we're creating this database of people. Those are our clients. We 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 want to we want to be able to market to them if they ever buy another house, if they want to refinance. We want to be able to be there for that. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to compete against the person who you sent the loan right. to, essentially, so, right? So if, right. if you send a loan to Quicken and- Oh, I see what you're saying. In, so Quicken in, is, has a wholesale. We're signed up with Quicken, right? We don't send right. them a lot of deals, but I go up against Quicken. They're my competition not, like on a lot of deals, right? But then you want me to send the deal back to you, and then you potentially, if rates go down, they're a marketing machine, right? They're going to market to that client way better than I can as a little you know, broker here wow. in Royal Oak. So- um, that's the bigger issue. It would be like you at Real Team working, and and they're like you. They've got two agents, or th- or they've got someone from the company going and trying to get the same listing as you. Yeah, that's out of control, right? Yeah, for and sure. It's actually a pretty smooth process to send them deals, but I think obviously most people don't because of that fear, right? Um, that's their biggest like, issue right now. It's almost like reverse prospecting, is what you're saying, right? Correct. That yeah. we're helping them gain a bigger database. They're they're yeah. mining. They're they're really what they're looking to do, and they've said this before. They're a data company. They're trying to get as much data from people as possible. Well, on the wholesale side, that doesn't work, brother. Like, that's what Matt's done. That's that's mm-hmm. it's kind of genius. Matt doesn't have retail at all. He's like, I'm going to support the brokers in any way I can. That's all he focused on, and it worked out for him. And now they're way ahead of Quicken on that. Oh yeah, I mean, way ahead of Quicken on and, that. And uh, ultimately, I think that uh, so Quicken's playing catch up. Yeah, and you know, again, um, we'll see what it looks like in a couple of years, right? Uh, Quicken will catch up. Yeah, so, they've got deep pockets, and I don't know that Matt. I mean, I know I, Matt's Matt's. I I know Matt really well. Matt's a good dude. Um, I just he's he's kind of poking the bear, and, I, and they've got that bear has deep pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know you can't uh, you can't buy business, right? And I think they've shown that by uh, 
providing value above and beyond having the best rates. Right? UWM? Yeah. because no, they just provide value. They a, don't have the best rates. Yeah, on the wholesale side, working at a wholesale company, it was always, that was like one of your biggest objections. Oh, you know, uh, so-and-so has a better price. I'd rather have make less money as a broker but have a smoother process. Close in eight days. And, yeah, provide you know more value mean? to my clients than make more money and do, do more value. This goes it. back to everything. And I believe this wholeheartedly, and and it goes for us, right? The day I stop providing value to you is the day that I become irrelevant, and you'll fi- sure. you'll have to move on, right? For sure. So we as a group have to always find ways to add value to, to our partners to make sure that you're successful. Because if you succeed, I succeed. Everybody's happy, right? Everybody's happy. So UWM has had that model where they want to make the brokers succeed because if they can create a network of brokers that are all succeeding, and the broker market's growing quite a bit, right? Um. So that's their model. Yeah, Quicken doesn't isn't there yet. They're, they don't. Yeah. They haven't well, figured listen, out how to add value to the. Ultimately, brokers. you know, this whole like free press, whatever the news, the Facebook articles. I think, if anything, you know, uh, is good to come out of it. It's just awareness to uh, the mortgage broker community. Right? Yeah, and not necessarily, you let, know, let, who wins that. There is no winner in that uh, battle. Really, it is what it is. I mean, again, the numbers at the end of the month dictate how things are going and progressing through that battle. But it's not like all of a sudden one day one of those are going to close or fold up. No, no, they're not going anywhere. So they're massive It doesn't really right? matter. No, it doesn't you know, matter. It's but- all noise. It's BS. Know that there's also you know mortgage brokers out there who I have, will tell have you choices that- to send loans one way or the other. I will tell you that the mortgage broker is the best place to get a mortgage as a consumer. Hands down. We just have way more options. We're not bound to a certain set of guidelines. If I want to send a deal to UWM, if I want to send it to Quicken, if I want to send it to Caliber, I, I have all these options at my disposal and I can pick the best one for each scenario, right, Sal? Like, like we don't, we, we take the scenario and we say, where does this fit the best and who's going to give us the best process and, and biggest rate of success for this deal right now? Which yeah, I the- think people fail to realize, like, they're like, well, do you have your own in house underwriter? No. No. But if I did, I'd have two of them, right? Right. And if it's Labor Day or whatever or holiday weekend, there's a chance both of them are out of town, right? As opposed to UWM has 1,000 underwriters, you know? So if one of them can't help me out at the moment, there's a whole Here's line. Here's the of other, other side of it too. As a, even as a real estate agent, like a real estate agent should have different lenders for different things. Right, for we sure. might not be the best lender for the five four five fifty FHA credit or the or the two hundred three K, which I will never do because they're horrible transactions. Right? Yeah. As a real estate agent, you kind of have to have a diversified portfolio of people that you can send different deals to. It's the same thing on the broker side, for sure. Right? Well, I mean, in, and I was just going to say this too, because you're talking a lot about value and you know whether you pay more for something rather than getting less. I mean, Stephanie, my fiance, before I even knew you guys, when she bought her house, she bought it through Quicken. Yeah. But where do I go to get all my questions done? And if I'm going to refinance or get another purchase, you guys, yeah. right? Like even though Quicken's process is, you know, great and smooth, whatever, it's still the value you guys bring right. outdoes any of that. Right. And that's what you're saying, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. the value. How do you, how do you create value in what you do and anything that you do in life? Everything. Like if you're going to be in business, you have to find ways to add value to your clients. And, and my clients aren't just the people getting the mortgages. My clients and sales clients are real estate and our referral partners, right? So if I don't add value, if Sal stops answering his phone at 10 o'clock at night and, and is available, if I stop helping people with their social and trying to like build their businesses, if I, if we stop adding value, if you stop 
calling your clients when they need to be called or if you stop uh, showing them houses at 8 o'clock when they want to look at a house, you become irrelevant very quickly. For sure, yeah, because I'm just a key, right, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. just letting people in, but you have to add value. You have to add value. you got to let them know this is a good house. You also have to – another part of adding value, Sal, and you're good at this, is saying no. you got to mm-hmm. tell people no. You can't just go after the sale because you got to do – your body of work has to be really healthy. Yeah, and I know I've said no to deals that ended up closing elsewhere. Yep. But I've often got calls that – Hey man, you, yeah, know, you were right, man. It was a horrible yeah, process. Blew up. It blew we're up. We're not closing, yeah. right? Um, and well, well, this guy said I'm pre-approved, and he said I could get a mortgage. <laughs> well, well, I don't, I don't think you can, man. But God bless. I hope you can figure it out. For I really sure. do, right? And eight out of ten times it doesn't work out, which I'm sorry to say isn't a great ratio. So if I miss for my reputation, if I don't take the two deals that would have closed, but took the took all ten and eight of them didn't, and all those were bad experiences. That's not good for my brand. No way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, or your health. <laughs> or, yeah, your or your health. health. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or your health. Uh, so, how do you feel about all these real estate companies opening up their own mortgage companies? Um, you know, I mean, I think it just depends who's uh, behind the home. You yeah. know, uh, it's not bad. I think if uh, they have experienced people running it, um, it's kind of hard legally to do anything real wrong. I mean, it's it's easy to do, but it's hard to get past doing anything wrong uh legally for the client you know like i don't see i don't see it as a necessarily a disadvantage to the client uh but ultimately you know know who you're working with and uh i don't know it seems like it just seems like everybody wants a fucking mortgage company all of a sudden right like you've got keller keller mortgage right they've got they're opening up their their keller mortgage great everybody's opening up their own mortgage company. It's becoming like uh, a one-stop shop. Everybody's like, okay, well, here's my real estate agent. Here's my mortgage. Right. But I, I, if it done well, it could work. Right. If like, let's say like. It just depends who's running it. I mean, if yeah. you got a good team running it, then I don't think there's any issue with it. And, uh, you know, especially if you're opening your own mortgage company, you're likely a broker. But here, and- but here's the part that I, that hurts me sometimes like Keller mortgage. I don't know anything about them. I haven't gone against them yet, but what if they're just really bad? But the, the the real estate agent is incentivized. Just like earlier, the numbers at the end of the day will show everything. Yeah, but they will show. Yeah, you're right. You yeah, know, because yeah, if they're incentivized to use someone who won't close deals, they're how are they going to get any incentive? Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. To me, it doesn't really matter. Um, That's true. There's always distractions in our business, one way or another, especially on our end. Oh, so and so is not working with this person. So and so is working with that. So and so opening their own mortgage company. We always freak out, right? Um, you don't really freak out. Well, a little. I, I mean, I do, right? I mean, that's my income. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, right? They're either going to stick with them, and so be it, right? Let's ship a sale p- potentially or whatever. But hey, keep in contact. Or hey, you know, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be, and we're doing business again. I right? think it goes back to so, value. It goes back. I mean, if you're adding value, you're fine, right? God bless. Some of them might do it, right? Yeah. And uh, that's great. And if they can. All power to them, and hey, that is what it is, right? If 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 we could potentially open a successful real estate company, right? I'm sure we would. But the the work that's required to do it, and the the um we, we, it'd be the bad pe- at, person I, at the helm, I've, I've never mega reality. I've, yeah, I've never sold. <laughs> I feel like I'd be good. At I've it. never sold. A, yeah, I think we we would I, I, we I would be able be to grind, good. right? But we've never done it, right? So I think as showing a, houses on the weekends, <laughs> get fucked. <up. laughs> well, we've never done it though, right? No, and no. I think we we we'd have the work ethic for it, but and we would get good, 
but I don't think we could just run out of the gate running it, right? right. So and that, that's what I fear sometimes about some – I hear all the time, oh, my broker wants to open a mortgage company. Well, who's going to run it, right? And if you're going to pull someone who is a good loan officer, that doesn't mean they're a good broker owner, right? I mean that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to balance to actually – run a shop as opposed to be a good loan officer. It's like the title thing, man. It's like, unfortunately, like all these in-house title companies, it takes a long time to figure out how to do it well. And potentially if you're a a borrower or a client, you could get hurt because you're you're using an in-house title company because that's their in-house title company, which I don't blame them for doing because they're they're, they're doing what's best for their families. But they haven't figured it out yet. And how many problems have you had with some of these in-house title companies that just haven't figured it out yet? Yeah. I think you just have to ask yourself as a, a broker owner, is, is it worth it, right? Is that going to be a distraction to capture X amount of business that you think will you know, increase your bottom lines? Or you know, should you just stay in your lane? Yeah. You know, that's and a good, that's a good point. It'd be like you like doing like, uh, ho- a ho- like, like life insurance on the side. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you, are you going to do that? Great. Are you going to do them both? Great. Are you going to do them both subpar? And I know For people sure. who do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I know people yeah. who service a client, they're a loan officer, they're real estate agent yeah. and an insurance agent and they do it great. Yeah. You know, but you we have, have to, a guy on our team that does it. Yeah. He does a great job. Yeah. Right. So I think it's just, uh, up to each person. Uh, what they want to do, and if they're going to be good at it, great. And if it's not working, you might want to focus on one thing, and that's all it is. I think the the percentage of success overall, I don't, I I don't fear it as much, to be honest with you, because I don't think that the they can compete with the like even Keller Mortgage. I don't think they're going to be picking up the phone at ten o'clock at night, right? I just don't think that we're going to lose a lot because of all that, because. Yeah. We're just going to keep offering a very like we. I believe that we're elite, and we have to be elite because there's a lot of competition out there. So we, we don't have the opportunity to like to like not be elite. Yeah, we have to be. Yeah, I mean, th- listen, and for anyone out there, do whatever the hell you want, right? But just uh, try to do it well. You know, I, I was in the shower today, and I was washing my hair. <laughs> And I was Congrats, like, bro. I don't know, <laughs> Is I, that man. day of the week. I had an yeah. epiphany. <laughs> I had an Looks epiphany. Great. I was like, man. I wonder what would happen if everyone in the United States like actually put in a good effort today. What mm-hmm. would happen, right? If everyone in the United States did their job to the fullest until 5 p.m., whatever your time zone is, what would happen? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, sale for president. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't happen. No, we, I know. We, it will never happen. We work yeah. at like 33%. It's funny, right? Like I I wonder it, what would happen to my life if I actually put a 100% effort in every day. Yeah, it's kind of like I think, I what think is we, that? Hold on a second. I think you put in about 88% effort. I think yeah. I put in like 30. I don't I don't really? believe that. Yeah, I, I don't think, know if I believe that. I think I, I put in like no. 30, 40. I think, I think another Every thing, single day. There's days you do 100 though. Uh I realize I realize this though too though. It's really a key point he's making though because look at he is such an elite like hardworking yeah. person and I do this to myself all the time. We don't think that we're operating at a level of success. Right. But those around us are like they're we're doing laps well, around. It's because everybody else is so shitty. You know? So like <laughs> I think you don't realize you're operating at 100% and you're only giving yourself 33. Uh, but to Sal's you know? point, like like operating at 100% all the time is pretty tough. For and- one month if I operated at 100% every day, yeah. It, I would blow anything I did in the past away. Yeah, it's but too it's hard. True. It's true. It's and hard. Personally, yeah. I like to shut myself off. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've like I feel like your your levels of stress and your levels of capacity for work 
are like a stomach, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You have to stretch right. it out. You have to like get used to it. <laughs> no, right? it's so true. It's you, so true. If you overdo it and you redline you, it too you fast, you about? get like. Uh, <laughs> I love where he's going with this because I mean you get I can it totally right? relate. But like Paul's lost. You, you, <laughs> you, I don't if know. You, said stretching. If it you out, ate too much, <laughs> if you ate too much too fast, you're gonna feel sick, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you're like a competitive eater and you like, I mean, these dudes are like. Yeah, you can, you can rails and they eat like 30,000 hot dogs in one sitting, right? You For have sure. to, you have to build yourself up, I think, mentally to be able to handle that business. Cause I mean, I, if I look at a new guy and I was like, Hey man, here's 18 deals, right? He's going to drop. So you can't do it. Yeah. That. You can't he do it. Right. But, head yeah. and I would have too, but yeah. I, you know, you have to build up to that. And now it's like, I'm thinking, what's the next level, right? What can I do? Mm-hmm. Can I add into this without overdoing it? Do I have to turn off for a few days? Do I have to get away? Can I be honest with for you? Sure. I'm glad that the, 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 that the world doesn't work at 100% all the time because it gives me an opportunity to work 60% and still win. That, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I get it, but, you know, uh, to, I don't know. I mean, not that I disagree with that. It's It works well for us now. Uh, I don't have to run faster than the bear. I just have to run faster. But than I the also bear. think about it. Yeah, but but another thing to think <laughs> this about is so too true, yeah. is because I, I a lot of people are saying this is like we have robots who are one hundred percent efficient essentially, right? Maybe not in reality, but they don't shut off, right? Yeah. They don't yeah. turn off. There's there's the Zillow, the Redfin, the, the Realtor dot com that are monsters that. Hey, if you were like doing forty percent, fifty percent, and getting by and making a couple hundred bucks, you better a year, turn it up, buddy. Yeah, you better so turn it up, buddy. For yeah. me, I'm like, shit. How do I get from closing four million to ten million personally? And how do I get the people on my team to do that too? Or how do I delegate that to others? Because you know, as soon as that robot comes, you're gonna have to be at a certain level that you gotta be you ahead get of swept, it, yeah. right? You, and I mean, I think that's where everyone's thinking things are going. So. We just got to be ahead of it, man. I don't think you'll ever remove a human touch out of it. We no. talked about this before, but yeah, like, no but are you going to be a broker owner? Or are you going to work for Zillow? Right. <laughs> you know, for sure. Right. Or, you know, or work at a small shop, which, you know, owns your local market, yeah. which I don't know. Uh, so bottom line is you got to stretch your stomach out <laughs> uh, by eating a lot. <laughs> That's what we got out of that. Try to eat as much as yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Sal. <laughs> so that, that's it, boys. That's that's the end of the show. Went pretty quick. Um, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I do it. want to say that uh, Machine Gun Kelly's retort to Eminem was really good. Oh my goodness, it was really good. Yeah, it's, and I'm an Eminem fan. Sal does not like the new album at all. I don't. I don't completely dislike it. I think uh, he's a good writer, and I think that it's uh, a lot of funny and, and good lyrics. But at the same time, uh, it's just not delivered like uh, it was when I was in sixth grade. Which right. Made me a fan, so yeah, for sure. Uh, I will say that I've never had, I've never seen a rapper go harder at, um, than Machine Gun Kelly just did. If anybody hasn't listened to it, I know it's weird. Yeah, I still need to check it you out. You gotta listen to it. It's yeah. yeah. If you want to see something similar, just head down to your local trailer. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, on that note, we are out of here. Uh, please give everybody your contact information, Mr. Ross Rossin the third. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram at. Ross Rossan, R-O-S-S-R-O-S-S-A-N, or give me a call at 248-259-6441. Love to help you out. Give that give that phone number one more time. Uh, 248-259-6441. And for the audience, please check us out on iTunes. The more subscribers we have, the better I feel about my life. I, we've got like four right now. 
I'm actually trying to use guilt. <laughs> so I'm trying to guilt people into liking our, our show. Uh, love you all. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week.